This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Steven Strom here. Marlins lose to the Astros 6-5 to in Game 2 of this three-game set. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, game one, we saw a really crisp and well-played ball game. That was really not the case here at Lone Depot Park tonight where the Houston Astros come from behind on multiple occasions to beat the Miami Marlins in game two of this series by a final score of 6-5. to five. This is the 10th inning show with Jeff Nelson and Kyle Seeloff. And Nelly, so the Astros win at 6-5 to five tonight. Marlins had a 3-0 lead in this game. It was 3-2. It was then 3-3. Or 4-3. Uh, it was 4-4, 5-5, and uh, ultimately this is a 6-5 decision in favor of Houston tonight, winning their 69th uh, game of the season. You know, just it felt a little sloppy tonight. Had some had some uh, timely errors, and that really that went both ways, but a couple costly errors really hurt the Marlins this evening. Yeah, especially in that fifth inning. Uh, you know, you had to overthrow the Jazz. Tried to throw out... Myers at third and he didn't hit the cutoff man and it allowed Dubon to take second and then with two outs to fly ball from Tucker that De La Cruz was camped under and Jazz just didn't take his eye off the ball. He watched the ball the whole time. He had no clue where De La Cruz was. Both men were calling for it and I understand hey it's supposed to be the center fielder's ball but when some a corner outfielder is camped underneath the ball and it's an easy catch for them you have to veer off and that happened and they collided the ball went Dubon winds up scoring that tied the game at four and then it just went on from there you know you look at the home runs that the Marlins gave up Cueto gave up two and that big one in the seventh off a of Tucker I mean off a of puck from Tucker that was the game you know it was a sloppy game on both sides I mean yeah. you look at both starters pretty identical as far as what they did you know the, each giving up five runs and four earned Javier only four and two-thirds but Cueto did get into the sixth got the one out in the sixth but both starters I thought were having a hard time with the command of their fastball and and also their their breaking pitch so you know offensively they kept each other in the game but then it was the errors I mean you mentioned both sides but more so with the Marlins there in that fifth. Uh, Houston making two errors on one play with two outs in the bottom of the fifth inning that led to a uh, 5-4 lead for Miami. Let's go to the seventh inning of this ballgame. Tie game, and this is certainly not uh, A.J. Puck's fault tonight, but he has been susceptible to the long ball this season. What are you seeing from a guy that's got such good stuff, Nelly? Well, you know, he's when he's gotten taken out out of that stressful, you know, the high leverage spot in the ninth inning, and that's one of the reasons why Kim Eng went out and got David Robertson. You needed that ninth inning guy, something that a guy that you know can pitch in that situation, doesn't get rattled, and he's definitely had that experience, and he can do that role. And you move Puck more into a sixth inning role. Uh, he's pitched well of late. You know the fastball's there, the slider. You know even the fastball seems like it's got a little bit more life to it. The slider has a little bit more bite. Maybe getting him out of that stressful situation has allowed him to relax a little bit and attack the zone more. Uh, 
Right. He just threw a first pitch fastball to Tucker and, you know, 333 against lefties this year for Tucker. Hits lefties a lot better than right-handers, and he got all over a center-cut fastball from Puck. I mean, it's uh, I guess you just tip your hat right there. Yeah, so the Astros win this one 6-5. to five. All right, Nelly, drive home safely. I'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll see you with the rubber match. All right, that's Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff and Dino. Rubber match coming up tomorrow at 640. That'll pit Jesus Lazardo against Justin Verlander. In this ballgame tonight, Christian Javier versus Johnny Cueto. We were scoreless after an inning and a half, but that was not the case in the bottom of the second inning. After a leadoff triple by Jazz and a ground out by Jake Berger, Jazz still stuck at third with one out in the bottom of the second. Brian De La Cruz at the plate. See if the Marlins can grab an early 1-0 lead. The 2-0 pitch is smashed in the air center field. Coming on is Myers. He won't get it. It gets behind him. De La Cruz was jogging to first, and he'll have to settle for an RBI single. Marlins leading 1-0. Nelly De La so 1-0 Miami after two innings of play. They would increase that lead in the third after a one-out single by Joey Wendell. Jorge Soler came to the plate for Miami. Now the 2-2 pitch to Soler. That is swung on, hit high and deep. Right field. Tucker's back. Look it up. Kiss it. Goodbye. Soler with a two-run bomb. Went deep in the eighth inning last night. It's 3-0 Miami. But the Astros would get a couple back on the top of the fourth with one out and one man on base. Yiner Diaz came to the plate for the Shroes. Nothing into the count to Yiner Diaz, and the pitch is clobbered in the air, left center field. De La Cruz on the run, looking up at the wall, and it's gone. It's a two-run bomb by Yiner Diaz. It's his 16th home run of the season. It is to 3-2 now, Miami here at the top of the fourth inning. And Nelly, let's backtrack for a second. And Cueto and Javier still in the ball game. It was 3-2 three to two after 3.5, three but not to worry. The Marlins would get one back in the bottom of the fourth with two outs. And Jazz Chisholm Jr. at second base. Jesus Sanchez was at the plate. Sanchez batting 236 with runners in scoring position. Line drive, right field, base hit. Jazz has got to go. Throw comes in towards the plate. Catching a tag. Ball gets away from Diaz. On his way to second is Sanchez. That's a clutch piece of two-out hitting. And the Marlins lead 4-2. to two. But wouldn't you know it, the Astros would strike back for two more. In the top of the fifth inning. Fifth inning started with a fly out to right field by Jeremy Pena. But then Jake Myers singled. So too did Jose Altuve. And that brought Alex Bregman to the plate. 2-1-1 the count to Alex Bregman. He's 0-2 tonight. Here's a chopper. Hit softly towards third. Burgers on the baseball. Run's going to score. Throw to first. Pick cleanly by Bell. That's a great play by Josh Bell. The Astros do get a run. It's Miami 4 and Houston 3 on the RBI ground out by Alex Bregman. Great play over there. And then the Astros would tie up. The next man to bat was Tucker. Right-handed pitching, and Tucker swings, and he hits a changeup in the air. Left center field. De La Cruz on the run. Jazz is there. They collide. The ball is down. Jazz is hurt. De La Cruz is on the baseball. Throws it back in. A run's going to score. Disaster in left center field for the Marlins. De La Cruz was there. Jazz tried to call him off. The two collided. A run scores, and it's 4-4. Four to four. And Tucker, that was a three-base E8 by Jazz Chisholm Jr. The Astros tied in the top of the fifth, but the Marlins would get it right back in the bottom of the fifth inning in this ball game tonight. There was a walk to start the bottom of the fifth to Joey Wendell. Then with a couple of outs, Wendell was at first, and Josh Bell was at the plate, and Christian Javier was still on the mound. 
And now the pitch to him is swung on and dribbled softly out towards second base. Dubon's got it, and he throws out Bell. No, Singleton can't handle the throw, and Wendell's on his way to third. That's an E4, and now the throw to third goes down the left field line. Wendell's going to score. A couple terrible mistakes by the Astros here in the bottom of the fifth inning, and the Marlins, I have no idea, Nelly, have a 5-4 to four lead. Well, Dubon tried to rush his... Uh, so leading 5-4, to four, Johnny Cueto is tasked with trying to get through six innings here tonight. He successfully got the first man in the sixth inning. That was John Singleton, but he was unable to retire Chaz McCormick, the last man he would face here tonight. Here's the 0-1 pitch, and that is slammed high in the air, deep to right field. Sanchez going back, looking up, and it's gone. It's a homer for McCormick, his 16th of the season, and now it's 5-5. George Soriano would come on in the sixth inning, get the final two outs, but it was 5-5 going to the bottom of the sixth inning. And into the ballgame was Hunter Brown to relieve Christian Javier. Brown worked two innings tonight, a lot of run. I'm sorry, no runs, one hit, one walk, and one strikeout. This was a 5-5 game after six full in the seventh inning after Soriano got the final two outs in the sixth. Skip Schumacher brought on A.J. Puck. He struck out Alex Bregman. Was not as fortunate facing Kyle Tucker, who's hitting 333 against left-handed pitching this season. The first pitch that he sees is cracked high and deep. Right field, forget about it. The Astros have their first lead of the night. Tucker goes deep for the 23rd time this season. It's 6-5 Houston. And unfortunately, that is how this one would end this evening. Hunter Brown worked the sixth and the seventh innings. Brian Abreu came on, worked the perfect eighth. Ryan Presley got the ninth. He allowed a one-out double to Jesus Sanchez. Avi Garcia pinch hitting for Jacob Stallings. Struck out swinging, now 0 for his last 15. And then down to their final strike, Joey Wendell swung and missed. Presley punches out two, allows the double in the bottom of the ninth inning. And the Marlins fall short in this ballgame here tonight. Houston wins it by a final score of 6-5. to five. For the Astros, six runs, eight hits, two errors, five men left on base. And for the Marlins, five runs, eight hits, one error, four men left on base. Brown beats Puck. Brown's 9-8 this season. Puck 5-5. Five five. Presley with his 28th save of the season for the Astros. Total time of game, two hours and 47 minutes. 12,981 in attendance inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park here tonight. With the victory, the Astros improved to 69 and 52. With the loss, the Marlins are 63 and 58. Five games over 500. Currently just a half game up on the Chicago Cubs in the National League wildcard picture. The Reds lose 3 nothing tonight. White Sox Cubs tied 3-3 top of the sixth inning. More on that coming up shortly. For the Miami Marlins tonight, they punch out six, and that means 150 bucks will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say after the 6-5 loss to the Astros. Well, Skip, I know you mentioned how good that lineup is over there. It's one of those games that kind of proves how tough it is to, to put a team like that away sometimes. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, our defense was so good yesterday, too. A couple miscues, uncharacteristically, um, and, you know, kind of cost us. The long ball cost us today. Um, and, yeah, good team up and down the lineup. Um, slug from top to bottom, and um, the home run just kind of bit us today. Some of the defensive miscues, uh, obviously the collision between Jazz and Dela, is that one as simple as just – is it miscommunication or is it a little bit more complex than that? No, I think it's miscommunication. Um, 
you know, JJ was talking to him about it uh, middle of the game or in between innings. And I think, uh, you know, Jazz is aggressive. He's going after every ball. Um, Dela's camped underneath it. I think most likely, I'm assuming, you know, I've talked to, I have, I have to talk to Jazz. Um, that he was had his eye on the ball the whole time and didn't see where Dela was. I'm assuming, um, and I think that's where the miscommunication was. I think they both wanted the ball, and um, and unfortunately, no one caught it. And you mentioned the home runs. You know, kind of a similar start to what we've seen from Cueto. How do you assess one like this, where you know you get some of the competitive innings, but just the long ball still? Yeah, that's it's literally all the runs he gives up. It seems is the home run. It's it's unfortunate, and uh, because he was he's pitching good, other than the home run, um, it's it's costing him. And I thought, other than the air, he was pitching pretty good. You know, to go back out there and um, you know hopefully give us an, another inning, so we'd have to get four innings out of our bullpen again. Um, and you know he felt okay. Um, obviously, the McCormick home run obviously cost him. You know, bringing him out, but. The um, yeah, he was he's competitive. He competes. He's keeping us in the game. Doesn't walk anybody. The ball's on the ground, um, and just the a couple home runs. O two count, I think, was the DS home run or one two count. I think it was O two count, and then the uh, obviously the McCormick O one count uh, cost him. Uh, the Jazz and Dale Plugian that that sort of overshadowed what Jazz did offensively again. He has the triple, the single, stolen base, and gets. Two of the four, two of the runs for you guys. Yeah, he's an aggressive player. Um, you know, he, he'll probably tell you he wants to throw back also from you know the when he went to third. I think Dubon, I think might have been, uh, so it ended up being second and third. Um, you know, maybe overly aggressive there, maybe a little bit over aggressive on the uh, on the ball in the gap that the collision, but. You see what he does. I mean, he's he's just an aggressive player. Triple runs the bases extremely well. Um, it's good that he's healthy to steal a base. Uh, Diaz has an incredible arm uh, back there. So yeah, he's um, it's it's good to see him healthy. I think there's just uh, you know some over aggressiveness tonight, but you know that's okay. That's stuff that we can control and, and we can clean up. What's the balancing act with Cueto? Because you mentioned I guess he didn't want four innings out of the bullpen, but. You know, his pitch count was lower, but it seems like when he's had that maybe next chance in the inning, like innings in his starts, he's given up at least a run, I think, in four or five. Just that, you know, trying to figure out when he might. Yeah, I mean, if, if we catch that ball, Tucker, yeah, that ball, he's going back out no matter what. So it was just kind of a weird um, play, and he got out of the inning, got through that inning. Um, he had 90 pitches. I understand he had 90 pitches, but he's he's a guy that he can eat up innings. Um, he's done that his whole career. Um, he's been doing it again this year, and uh, felt like he could get one more inning at the bottom of the order. Um, and unfortunately, we gave up you know the McCormick home run, and then um, you know Puck came in and. Um, has been really, really good. Uh, just left the ball over in the middle of the plate, and um, he, you know, Tucker hit that one too. So I, I think that uh, it, we just got burned by the long ball tonight against a really good team that that slugs. Uh, Solaire thirtieth home run of the year. Just what does that number signify? Just getting the thirty with about forty some games left. Yeah, I don't think it's his last one. That's for sure. I feel like he was gonna. He just missed a couple more tonight too. The first at bat, the missed slider, and um, I just felt like he, you know, he's in a really good spot. Um, I feel like he's, you know, maybe hit a two-week period where he didn't hit for a little bit, but otherwise he's been, uh, you know, one of our best, if not the best hitter, you know, besides Arias up at the top. Um, super consistent. I think he's becoming a better hitter too. It's not just a home run um, that we're looking for. I know thirty is an incredible. Uh, number and a 
milestone for him um, this year. It's definitely not his last one, but I think he's becoming a complete hitter. The way he's hitting him opposite field, he's hitting pole, dead center. Um, so I think he's more of a complete hitter than just a, a power hitter, and it's it's uh, you know been great to watch. In the ninth, was it always the idea of kind of going Avi versus Presley? I think they might have some matchup numbers there, or was there any consideration for maybe like a birdie, someone who might? Who's been hitting more frequently, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, Avi has a couple homers off of him. Uh, I know the matchup numbers uh, before I just plug anybody in there. Um, and, yeah, there's always consideration with, with all our guys, Yuli, Birdie, and, and Avi. There's consideration with uh, pinch running Birdie at San- with Sanchez at second base. Um, but, I, you know, I knew that um, the, the history of of the, the matchups, I also know that, um, you know, Avi is um, – uh, with the cutter away, I just felt like, or the slider, hard slider away, that's a really good, with his swing path and plane, that's a good matchup. Um, fortunately, we just didn't get it done. Was there any consideration to have really uh, off in that spot? So the matchup with Avi was a couple home runs, previous matchup. So there's consideration with all of our guys on the bench. Um, he has history. Yuli does not. So that's why Avi went up there. Johnny Cueto battled, went five and a third, gave up seven hits, five runs, four of them earned, three punch outs, two walks. Let's hear what Cueto had to say after his outing, translated by the great Louis Durante. Johnny, uh, some really competitive innings, but also a couple of home runs. Just what's maybe been the biggest concern when it has come to the home runs allowed? Sí, varios, varios innings bien competitivos que tuviste el día de hoy. Este, pero también esa, la cuestión de los honrones, ¿no? O sea, que ha sido algo que... ¿Te preocupa eso, la cantidad de jonrones a veces que, que vienen en contra? Bueno, ¿qué te puedo decir? Esto es parte del juego, ¿entiendes? Porque uno no quiere, cada vez que uno sale a pichar, uno no quiere que le den un ron, pero esto es pelota. Eh, nada, eh, la dejé, sé que la dejé ahí, me, me la sacó. You know, nothing, you know, uh, I can tell you that the, this is part of the game, you know, getting, getting home runs against... Uh, Nothing I can say. I can say. I left that ball hanging there, and then he, he hit, the, hit it out of the home run. Uh, just seems like the last few times you got that final inning. Seems like you're not able to get the clean innings. Is there anything you can attribute to just going out there trying to? End, I know you're trying to end on, on a high note, but not having the success toward the end of your outings. Siempre sí, decía que en la salida siempre tienes un muy buen éxito, pero ese último inning que te falta por 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 cerrar eh, con con éxito bien positivo que crees tú que puedes atribuir a, a para tener ese éxito en ese último inning bueno es como él dice estaba pensando eso que siempre un inning que me hace en la carrera que el cuarto inning eh, nada tratar de mejorar ese inning porque sé que fue así mismo con Cincinnati me hicieron tres carreras así en el cuarto inning pero nada eh, seguí trabajando y para adelante yeah like you said that's that's the inning that's been affecting me every time I go out there um, but um, the same thing happened with Cincinnati uh, as the fourth inning that gets difficult to go forward uh, but nothing I gotta keep working try to get that fourth inning and that's that's the plan just trying to move uh, farther overall do you think you're pitching better though than I guess the numbers show en, en general tú crees que estás lanzando mejor que lo que demuestran los, los números bueno que te puedo decir estoy tratando de hacer lo malo que yo pueda entiende para mí Estoy pichando ahí más o menos porque me están dando honrones que ha dejado los picheos, pero yo sé que parte de juego eh, vendrá juego bueno y, y, y juego malo. Yeah, well, what, what I can say, I've, I've been trying to do my best I can out there. Uh, I will say is uh, my job, I will rate it a smile right now. 
so uh, all I have to do is just uh, minimize that home run amount of, and just keep going out there and try to compete and help the team. Okay, that was Johnny Cueto. Let's head down to listen to Jorge Soler, who hit his 30th home run of the season. Jorge, you become the first Marlin since 2017 to get to the 30 home run mark. Just, I know you've talked about the importance of your health. Just, do you feel like being healthy has made the biggest difference for you this season? Sí, Jorge, te has convertido en el, en el primer Marlin desde el 2017 en llegar a esa cifra de 30 honrones. ¿Tú crees que eh, parte de, de, de mantener la salud eh, te ha ayudado a llegar a esa marca? Bueno, mantener la salud y gracias a Dios esta, este año las cosas han salido bien. Yeah, maintaining that health and of course uh, things uh, this year have come out um, right. You had homered off Javier before, uh, I think in the World Series. Just were you thinking about that when you were walking to the plate at all? Eh, pues te has homerado Javier en, en la Serie Mundial. Eso, ¿Fue algo que estuviste pensando cuando estabas caminando al plato? Eh, sí, bueno, desde que iba a pichar yo sabía ya que será... Que la vida mejoró en la serie mundial, tiene buena recta y el slide lo deja bastante ahí al medio. Y en dos y dos tiró la recta fuera y la pude conectar. Yeah, that was something I knew when I was going to face Javier. And uh, I was thinking uh, going to the plate, uh, he's, a, he's a guy that, uh, you know, has a good fastball. Uh, sometimes leaves the slider hanging and he gave me that fastball outside and I was able to connect. All right, Jazz Chisholm Jr. had an up and down day, a triple, a couple stolen bases, but also some blunders in the field. Let's hear what Jazz had to say after his performance. Collision uh, between you and Dale, it looked like you both had your eye on the ball, it looked like you both were calling it. Can you just take us through that play, how it unfolded? Um, I mean, we were both going very aggressive to the ball. I mean, probably both didn't hear each other, just going hard, trying to make a play for our pitcher, you know. Uh, it happens, and we shook it off, and we just kept on playing baseball. What was the communication like in the dugout afterwards? I know John Jay came over, had a conversation with both you guys. Uh, I mean, he just came and told us, like, hey, don't forget to remember to look and see where each other are playing, you know. Uh, that ball split us literally completely in the middle of us, but, you know, uh, just to remember who we have playing on the side of us and stuff like that, so, you know. You mentioned aggressive, just the give and take between. You saw how the aggressive worked positively on the base paths and offensively, and then how it didn't defensively, just the give and take on just the aggressiveness. Uh, I mean, like, like <clears throat> I haven't really been playing all year, so uh, we haven't really got to play with each other all the time, you know what I mean? And I feel like the more games we play with each other, the more we know each other and know how we both go to, to, to the ball, you know? And we're just going to keep on working like that from there, you know? I guess in a sense, right, Della made a really nice play in center yesterday, so you guys can both cover a lot of ground, so that's mm -hmm. part of it for us. Yeah, and then we were kind of close to each other, too, in that way, too, because both of us were playing to the gap. So, like like we said, like we know we know each other now, and... We've been working with each other for a minute, but like I said, it's been spotty working with each other. So I feel like now that we've under, we got into that collision, we know what's going on now. Jeff, you mentioned it. You have missed some time with injuries. For sure that you're playing this position. Like there are still, you know, some aspects where you're you're still in a learning process. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. You know, this is definitely a learning process of playing outfield. Like I made a throw today over through the cut on a single to third base, we got to get that throw down, you know what I mean? I get that throw down, runner doesn't get to second, you know? So 
it's just a lot of things that play into a lot of things. When they landed, um, you were training with Soler over the offseason. You saw the work you, you put in just to mm-hmm. see him get to 30 homers, the first Marlins since 2017, so mm-hmm. for him to do that. No, it's sick. You know, I've been with him all offseason, working with him every single day of the offseason. I'm super happy for him, man. Like, it's it's been a long time coming for him. He's been working really hard over the off, past offseasons, and, like, he's just like an uncle to me. So, like, I'm really happy to see see him thriving right now. All right, that was Jazz Chisholm Jr. We're right back at it. It's going to be a 6:40 first pitch. The series finale between the Marlins and the Astros. Jesus Lazardo takes on Justin Verlander. I've got Marlins on deck at 6:10. As always, we hope you can join us. Let's flip the M together. Miami's Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.